0: It's time for All Hands On Tech. Climb on board as we explore all the amazing things happening in Nova Scotia's tech sector. Each episode, we'll chat with local experts to uncover the secrets of what makes Nova Scotia the best place for collaboration, innovation and creativity.
1: All Hands On Tech is proudly produced by Digital Nova Scotia, the industry association for Nova Scotia's growing tech sector. Welcome back to All Hands On Tech. I'm Ashley Field and I'm Jenna. Uh, We're super excited to welcome
0: today's guests, a company that has been part of the IT world since the year 2000.
1: Avenod, was created by two industry giants, Accenture and Microsoft, with one goal in mind, to deliver innovative services and solutions to enterprises worldwide using the Microsoft platform. And what's super exciting is that Avenod recently expanded here to Nova Scotia.
0: So today we're joined by Matthew in studio. Uh, he's the director of Avanade's North American Engineering Hub. And we've also got Andrea joining us virtually from Toronto. She's Avanade's Director of Business HR for Canada. Thank you both so much for being here today. Thanks, for having, Thanks us. for having
1: us. Super excited to be chatting with you guys today. I guess before we get too far, Matt, I want to start with you. We did give like a brief overview of what Avanade does, but for folks listening, tell us, you know, what you do and what you do for your clients.
2: Absolutely. So I work for our North American engineering hubs, as you mentioned. Uh, Our engineering hubs are a little bit more of a technology agnostic group. We believe in everything within the Microsoft Cloud Azure ecosystem, which these days could really be anything. So we build and solve really complex problems for our clients that typically involve technology stacks through uh, mobile apps, enterprise web, core back end API development. And we come in bringing our architecture and subject matter expertise. And through the problems of our clients, we form uh, agile pods and teams to solve those problems through the latest and greatest of Microsoft and, and all the technology stacks that we have at our disposal within our engineering hubs. And I moved out to Halifax to start that practice and that hub as we integrate into the community and grow relationships and partnerships and hire Uh, and start to really get embedded in the Halifax and Nova Scotia tech ecosystem.
1: Very cool. And so you were here, I guess, at the beginning of the year. And how has that been going so far here in Nova Scotia?
2: Amazing. Amazing. I moved out here in January. Uh, I made the drive from Toronto to Halifax in the dead of winter.
0: Drive. Good for you. (laughs) Which was
2: tough, but I needed to have my golden retriever, Ferris, there with me. And uh, he wasn't going to get on the plane. I couldn't get him a seat. So uh, the drive was was immediately a ton of fun, an absolute blast. And then uh, lots of uh, romping in the snow and running around as uh, soon as we got to Halifax. And now that the, the weather has warmed up and we get to go swimming and hiking and uh, having fun on the water. And, and Point Pleasant Park is, I think, our favorite place uh, we've exactly. ever been. So it's uh, it's really been phenomenal. And, and Avanade has thrived through some of the partnerships and relationships that we have here. We've hired some amazing people. so you know, getting settled and, and really looking forward to the future, because it's it's really amazing things happening here.
0: Amazing. Nova Scotia seems like the perfect place for a dog, yeah, yeah. probably also a person, but yeah. like mainly a dog. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get more into Avanade, um, we are going to start out with a little rapid fire question series just to get to know you guys a little bit better.
1: <laughs> I will start us off. OK, this one uh, I'm going to start with you, maybe, Andrea. Yeah. Slack message or phone call? Phone oh. call, phone call. What okay. about
2: you? The correct answer to that one is a Microsoft Teams message.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay.
0: <laughs> um, second question, Matt. We'll go back to you. Uh, what was your first job ever?
2: <laughs> oh wow, my first job ever. I was a a terrible babysitter. <laughs> I uh, my first my first job was a babysitter. It was uh Saturday mornings. I was always tired and exhausted, and I. I didn't do uh I didn't do the best job. The kids would play video games and and I my eyes would start to uh, get heavy around one o'clock and uh, yeah that was that was the first gig. It didn't last too long though.
0: That's fair. I think that counts. That's most babysitters.
2: Yeah. You did great. Yeah,
0: so. exactly. Andrea, what about you? What was
3: your first job? I worked in the kitchen of a nursing home. So oh. I did dishes and I served food. Sometimes I'd find teeth in cups, <laughs> um, but it was
0: a great job. That's a very <laughs> unique experience. Definitely,
1: <laughs> I love it. Okay, and the last rapid-fire question we have. What's the best piece of advice you've ever given someone? Andrea, let's start with you. Oh, my goodness. I know it's a tough one. The best
3: piece of advice that I've ever given somebody would be to, you know what? Be yourself. Just be yourself. It'll take you you the distance by being yourself. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that one. That's a good
1: one. (laughs) Matt, what about you?
2: my my best piece of advice i would say is a simple word is action whenever you're feeling you don't know what to do you're kind of stuck you're in in that land of of too many options you just have to do something Mm. always act always towards better things always keep moving and uh, iterate and be agile once you hear those consequences but act
1: right i really like that one yeah i'm a huge advocate of just keep
0: moving just keep moving forward (laughs) just
1: keep moving exactly Okay, so we have some more hard hitting questions, let's say. Who do we want to start with? I'll start. Okay, Avanade has really made a name for themselves when it comes to company culture. Can you tell us a little bit more about why that's been a key focus for your team?
2: Absolutely. Andrew, you kick that one off.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, culture
3: for us is about creating a work environment that people thrive in and want to come to every day. So you know, we focus on a couple things. I mean, inclusion and diversity is huge for us. So whether that's ethnic diversity, gender diversity, or intergenerational diversity, um, you know, we have a big focus on that. So we've created employee groups that, that people can be members of so they can find their people. Um, we, you know, we we've created targets. So we're measuring our diversity, which is really important if you're ever going to make any progress in that. And on the inclusion side, you know, we're always looking for opportunities, especially, you know, coming out of COVID or still in COVID, wherever we are, um, to get people feeling a sense of belonging. You know, we've gone through a huge hiring um, blitz over the last year. We've got a lot of new people. So really helping them find their way, find their friends at work, find their comfort is really, really, really important to our culture. Uh, well-being is another big focus for us, uh, for the Albinad culture, you know, with, with COVID and with us moving to a hybrid type work, which we kind of already had hybrid, but now we're officially hybrid. You know, people are having trouble switching off, they're having trouble trying to find time during the day to, to recharge. Um, so that's a big focus for us. Um, you know, we, we heard from our employees in our employee survey that people were having trouble with that. So trying to find ways to make people more flexible in the way they work, putting into place things like alternative work week, which allows people to work, you know, four days a week or four and a half days of the week is another big thing. And then another big focus for culture and why, and it is corporate citizenship. So, you know, our younger employees, especially really want to work Somewhere where they're feeling like they're not just working for the man and for the big paycheck. They want to be contributing to, you know, to, uh, you know, society, to the environment, to whatever they're doing. So, um, you know, we put a big, a big emphasis on those types of things because we want people to really enjoy their workplace and where they're working
1: yeah and that's so important and I will say when I was doing re- some research for this episode and I was looking at your website you can tell just when you go to your website that you're very people-driven you know lots of photos of employees on there um, sh- talking about what it's gonna be like for them when they work there and how positive it is so I really appreciate that um, do you have anything to add to that Matt?
2: yeah I, I think Andrea summed up the the theme of our culture and and types of people and Mm -hmm. what we have here and how supportive we are in our environment i'll add that you know in halifax we're we're a new company here you know Mm -hmm. we've only been here since january and culture is one of those things that in my opinion it sort of starts at the bottom but is nurtured from the top so being able to be here and bring in our first couple hires and talk to them about hey what do you guys want this to look like? How should, how do you want to feel? Who do you want to see here? What are uh, types of activities? What is the reporting structure and and really engaging and listening and then taking that message back to someone like Andrea and the Avanad HR leadership team and watching it be able to reflect their values is incredibly important. And and Andrea touched on the employee survey. And one of the things that I'm incredibly uh, passionate about and proud of Avanad for is, it's one thing to do the survey, it's another to then have quarterly town halls or updates to see the progress made against the survey responses. And Avanade is so good at that. And it, it makes my job easier as someone who's hiring and growing talent and growing capability out here. And, you know, our retention is through the roof and people are making referrals. And when you do all those right things, you kind of start to snowball. And, and it's really exciting. And that's what we have here.
1: It's super exciting. And yeah, like you said, communication is key with the whole team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrea, you
0: kind of touched on this already when you mentioned kind of the, the younger generations. Uh, but in today's unprecedented and unique office environment, there's often many workplaces that have um, different generations working together. What does that mean for today's employer?
3: I think what that really means is, you know, satisfying people at work is about uh, understanding their expectations. and. All these different generations that we have whether they're boomers or generation x they all have they all come from a different background they have different values they have different life experiences and um they have different expectations so um as as leaders we are and as companies we have to stop expecting that people are just like me because people have different expectations for things so you know if you look at boomers they were born in a time of expansion everyone was having babies um they, they really felt like they deserved something better um generation x there's a lot less of us we kind of came we that's me we kind of were born at a time when like birth control came into place so you know people there's there's less of us uh, we also had a lot of turmoil during the time like there was the cold war we you know i remember being a kid and being worried about nuclear bombs Um, that sort of thing. So we're a little bit more about like keeping it real and being authentic. And then you look at the millennials and like their life was like a buffet, you know, they, anything is possible. Um, you know, you can choose to do what you want to do. They want to change the world, all that kind of stuff. And then we have this new generation of people coming in and you know, their generation has seen a little bit more turmoil again, right? They've had, we've had two economic downturns. We have like racial tensions, you know, they're more angsty than 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 the other generations. They're coping and they're hoping, as people might say that about them. So, for for companies like us, we have to figure out what their expectations are because if we don't meet the if the expectations don't meet what the reality is, that's where the problem is. And we have to be flexible and learn how to like you know like make things happen for everybody and not and not just like think about okay, I'm generation um I'm generation X like just get it done. You know so i think it has a big it has big implications for for companies
0: yeah i think that's huge that flexibility that ultimately offers you to kind of pull out the best of every employee no matter where they're coming from totally
1: how difficult is that managing people with different expectations of what a work-life balance kind of looks like yeah
3: i mean yeah and 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 i think that's where you that's where you see it a lot is in like work-life balance right so, um, you know, whether or not, you know, like, like when you look at the older generation, boomers, you know, they're used to like being in the office and like they want to have a corner office and a bonus. And, um, you know, they expect you to, you know, they have expectations of, you know, working a lot because they maybe grew up in a generation where, you know, they, were, they they worked and maybe they had somebody at home supporting them. Right. So you know, whereas, whereas our millennials, you know, Life is not all about work. So, you know, they want to have that flexibility. They want to be able to shut off at the end of the day. Um, You know, they also want to get promoted a lot. So, you know, we've really... (laughs) Well, we all want to get promoted a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is true. <laughs> um, but like, I just think, you know, from, from a, from a way you work it, it, and, and even the way you communicate, right? So someone that's a generation Y they're used to like Snapchatting and, and they have very short attention spans. So they don't want to see a, an email this long. Whereas somebody in my generation, Hey, I like a long email. Um, so all these things have to be taken into consideration when you're looking at how people are motivated, how they want to be communicated to and how they want to work.
2: Yeah, So, I, it is difficult, mm-hmm. but I think one of the things that uh, Avanade and our, we have a, an incredible talent acquisition team, and uh, one of the pieces that we always talk about within the interview process, whether it's through the recruiters or a final interview or a technical interview throughout the process is, you know, we we of course want the diverse skill set and we want to be we want to celebrate diversity and inclusion, uh, but you also want to have people with this, with similar values. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, we have our management structure, super interesting at Avanade. We have something you don't really have like a manager. You have a career advisor and that person is supposed to play the role of mentor and coach, technical advisor. And we're consulting. So you might be on a project and that project lead while you're on that project is sort of, you know, the boss. They got to make sure things get done. But in the background, you have this career advisor who you should be meeting with either weekly or biweekly to talk about how you're moving towards your career goals and, and what does the future look like and what are the next projects? Uh, what technologies are you learning and what new certifications are you going through? And it's, it's embracing a different type of mentality of what work could be. Oh, interesting. And if you hire leaders who aren't looking to necessarily micromanage or be the boss, mm-hmm. and then you hire people who have really strong attitude and aptitude, it kind of all just meshes together really nicely, and I think that's something we strive for.
0: Is that career leader always the same person? does like does that follow you through the different project changes,
2: or does that change along with that? Your career advisor sticks with you long term. Oh, cool. um, i think I think it's important sometimes to potentially get new career advisors throughout your career to mm-hmm. get you know new opinions, mm-hmm. new thoughts, new new ways of thinking. Uh, but typically people get pretty attached to their career advisors and they and they want to stick with them so uh yeah it's it's a it's a different model and different way of looking at it it's their it should be their their trusted advisor their trusted partner throughout their career and and hopefully they form a relationship that equals that Uh, and we talk a lot at avanat about a growth mindset and sometimes you don't have the perfect career advisor sometimes they think very differently than you okay well what opportunities does that lead for growth and how can that benefit and and how can that work together. So it's the model is conducive to making sure that people are growing and growing in such a way that aligns to their values and their goals, not only for their career, but as Andrea was talking about, their personal life and their work life Mm -hmm. balance Mm too.
1: It sounds super innovative because sometimes it can be really hard to like change structures that are so you know, integrated into society, like how we operate as businesses. Um, So it's super refreshing to hear that you guys do things a little bit differently. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, you actually answered my question. (laughs) As you were both talking about, I was kind of curious how being so flexible worked from a managerial level. And as you just described, it's not the typical kind of structure. So
2: yeah, it's not we we have talent communities, which allows people who have you know, a certain interest in either specific technologies or areas of consulting and, you know, management uh, to sort of belong to a group of people who are doing similar things. Uh, But then within that talent community, you have that different structure of the career advisor rather than, you know, the boss, the manager. Mm -hmm. Very cool.
1: And I guess we have one other question, Um, you know, when you're here in Halifax talking to us right now. So as a global company, tell us why you chose to expand here to Nova Scotia.
2: Yeah, we... We ran a, a pretty extensive research study uh, through one of our partners and we were looking for up and coming thriving tech hubs across North America that were growing, that had a lot of potential for uh, new grads, both college and university, uh, that had a strong interest in the tech scene. Uh, that weren't necessarily as competitive as some of the Silicon Valley, Toronto, Vancouver markets. But we know that they're going to get there and we can see it on the horizon. And, and we wanted to be a part of whatever city we chose. We wanted to be a part of helping that city get there and contribute to it and be a part of it and kind of grassroots the whole thing with, uh, with the exploding scene. Uh, and Halifax uh, scored in the top three, I believe it was, in North America for for top cities that were really growing and had a huge tech scene that you know was on on the verge of, of a boom and you know we booked a couple trips out to a couple different cities we did a little bit of a tour and uh you know the tour uh, you know shout out to some of the folks over at nsbi uh, chandra did a phenomenal <laughs> job uh, guiding us around the city and introducing us to some key players and we were blown away I have to admit, I had some unconscious bias. I didn't know what I was walking into in Halifax. Mm-hmm. Thought it was gonna be this tiny little uh, mm-hmm. port town. I was blown away almost immediately. The uh, The diversity here, the passion here, I had no idea that Nova Scotia had the most amount of universities and colleges in Canada, not per capita, total, yeah. in all of Canada. It's a highly uh, educated, passionate, techie city. It's It's one of Canada's best kept secrets. So when I came out here and then uh, Sean Simmons, my executive, he sort of turned to me and said, this is pretty great here. And he said, how would you feel about you know relocating and moving if we were to do this? And I, I, I got on the phone and I called my fiance up and I said, we got to get you on a plane because this place is phenomenal. And we got her on a plane. I was here Monday. She was here Thursday. We spent the weekend wow. and we were like looking up real estate agents. We were seeing how <laughs> do we do it? We were planning logistics and it was it moved really fast because it was really obvious to see the potential here.
1: Mm -hmm. Love to hear it. I felt the same way when I came here for the first time, too. Um, So it sounds like it met your expectations then.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then some.
1: Yeah. So did you used to work with Andrea then?
2: Yes. Andrea and I go way back. Uh, back. We we worked. We've worked together in Toronto for about eight years now. So
1: Andrea, how do you feel about him moving away? You know, it's funny
3: because like when we (laughs) when, when we were talking about opening up in Halifax, I was like, oh, I love a good East Coaster. Like, come on. (laughs) And Matt, even though he grew up in Toronto, he is like an East Coaster. So there was like nobody better to go to the East Coast than than Matt. He's friendly. He's helpful. He's like the type of person that has people over. He's like, you know, he's always visiting his sisters and stuff. He's, He's amazing. So when I, although I was sad to have Matt go because he's a force in the office and, you know, he's like, he's a fun person to joke around with in the office. I couldn't think of a better place for in
2: to land. We we're oh. also neighbors. So we're, we oh, actually wow. live like two wow. blocks away from each other in Toronto. And we would bump into each other walking the dogs and that sort of <laughs> thing, too. So so yeah. I, I definitely I definitely miss working and uh, and bumping into Andrea. But, Andrea, you're you, come on. Come on out to the East Coast. Yeah, come on say. out. I will. I
3: will. I'd love
1: to. And if not, <laughs> at least you always have teams. Right.
2: That, there you go. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Well, it sounds like you made a major pivot during COVID, um, but how did, how did COVID result in kind of avenade changing over the course of the pandemic? And what did that look like for you?
2: I have a lot of thoughts, but Andrew, I'll let, I'll let you take that <laughs> one sure. first.
3: I mean, I think the first thing that really, the first one of the first big changes that we made was like was was the flexible work arrangement so having allowing our employees to work on alternative work week which is basically work your 40-hour work week in whatever arrangement you want to do so if i for instance i work monday to thursday i take fridays off it's a game changer like mm-hmm. for me i'm a single mother so you know when i was working five days a week i get into the weekend and i'd be like oh i gotta clean the house i gotta do groceries i gotta do all this stuff and there's no time for fun But now i got this Friday afternoon. I can get the house clean. I can do the laundry. You know, it didn't work out as well as I thought it was going to be because I pictured myself having, like, boozy boozy lunches with (laughs) ladies. But it was during COVID, so that did not work out for me. But the clean house was good. So that was a big major change for us. And just that, like, realization about, like – people's well-being and how much they were working and and not separating work from life and i think it like this whole focus on well-being has been good for everybody because everybody's thinking about it everybody's talking about it and we're trying to you know instill it into our culture i mean it's a process right you don't get there you don't go from being like a high performing consulting company working 60 hour work weeks to you know a zen yoga studio where you know you're you, you shut off a at five o'clock, and you know, go and do yoga. <laughs> but the process is happening. We're getting there, and I think COVID was a really good way to start that off and to like get that sort of concept of well-being really worked into the culture of Amazon.
2: Yeah, I think I think well-being for me is the key word there too. So, a, a quick story. So, when COVID initially hit, I was managing our Canada Experience Design department. So, visual design, UX designer service design. And they're a very social group. We used to go out for drinks every Thursday. Uh, We used to have design thinking sessions every Tuesday in office where we brought lunch in. And we went from being this incredibly collaborative, tight knit group to all being stuck in our respective Mm -hmm. apartments, houses, Mm -hmm. condos, wherever we were. And we had some people on the team who really missed the social interaction. And then we had some people on the team who had kids, had animals, uh, you know, had their own responsibilities taking care of parents. People were sick. Like, let's not mm-hmm. forget, yeah. a lot of people were very sick. And to be able to shine a spotlight on well-being, like Avanade and Andrea and the HR team did, went so far. And I, And I remember I was really worried about the social element of my team. So I kept... We're going to have virtual code names and we're going to do a virtual happy hour. And we're, you know, I just kept trying, you know, action. I just kept yeah. trying to do stuff to try do to keep something. people happy and make sure that they were OK. And one of uh, one of the leads on our team sort of took me aside after we did one of the employee surveys. And, and she said, she's like, Matt, I think right now less is more. I understand that you're trying to make sure that we're all happy and that we're all OK at work, stuck in our apartments, but it's hard right now and you keep throwing activities at us please can we find a way talk to the team let's see if this is actually helping our well-being and it wasn't you know in an effort to make sure everyone was happy we were burdening them mm-hmm. and i think Avanad really started listening to their employees what does well-being look like for you and then we pivoted to that and the and the shifted work week is is an amazing example of that in the remote culture that we know fully embrace so the way that we have put a, a spotlight on well-being and being flexible is lessons learned from COVID that, that now you know reverberate all throughout Avenod.
0: Yeah, and that constant pivoting too. I think what was needed at the beginning of the pandemic when people were really afraid and like you said, really already burdened with yeah. kind of life in general, and then what was needed later once it had kind of dragged on and we got more used to the process and then how everyone's adjusted their mindset to the less like grind after Mm -hmm. the fact. So like every stage along and going to continue that way of us readjusting and what do people need and what what do they want from us. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're doing a great job with it.
2: Thank you, we're trying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's important.
1: (laughs) Okay, I think we have one last question and I'm gonna ask it to you first, Andrea. Um, Can you tell us about a mentor that you've had that has really impacted you?
3: Sure. Um, I think so the mentor that I had, so, so Matt and I both come from a startup that was then was acquired by Avanade. And so, you know, when I started, we were 60 people. I was the only HR person. I was, you know, the HR director for the entire time I was there, but, um, about five years, just like before we were acquired, um, we hired, um, a man named John and he became our head of fine, like our head of operations and finance and he came in and he was kind of tough on me cause I'm a bit of a, like, I can be a bit of a scatterbrain. I didn't have a lot of organizational skills and he was tough on me. Like he taught me how to organize myself and how to think strategically and how to really operate as an HR leader, which I would have never gotten had he not been hired. Um, and, um, he was a real inspiration to me. Like he was hard on me, but he was a, an awesome person and he always gave very direct feedback. And I love that. Maybe it's cause I'm generation X, <laughs> like feedback, the authentic and direct. Um, but I, I just, he was like, he's, he, he's the reason why I am, you know, the effective HR leader that I am today. If, if I'd never met him, I'd still be the like disaster I was back then. So. I really, really appreciate him. And his name
1: is John. Well, I hope he's listening. <laughs> and Matt knows John too. He's probably tough on him too. He was. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone stand out for you, Matt?
2: It's a, it's a really good question because, and then even listening to Andrea answer the question, I'm so lucky. I've had so many amazing leaders that I've gotten to work with, especially in the last eight or nine years since I joined uh, the startup and then now what, what is Avanad um andrew knows i love telling the story and she loves chiming in about it too um when i first started at this startup i struggled hard i was in our hr and talent acquisition program and i could not make a hire to save my life but i cared a lot and i tried and i guess i guess some people took notice and saw that and I used to go home and be like one more day and they haven't let me go. I, this is <laughs> this is a miracle happening. we uh, were
3: rooting for him. We're like, is he going to hire uh... somebody? Come on. Come on,
2: and my uh, my my lead, my boss at the time was uh, a woman named Monica, and she's she's still with the organization as well. But she taught me a lot about patience and transparent communication uh, and listening. And I'm I'm pretty decisive and have pretty strong opinions and and so does she but she was always really able to like stop and slow down and listen when it came time to make important decisions. And that was something something that it took a while for me to learn and grow with. Uh, So uh, Monica showing the patience that she had with me and and embracing I guess sort of the attitude and aptitude that I already touched Mm -hmm. on previously uh, sort of became a model for what do I look like when I'm gonna hire people? What types of questions do I wanna ask? What do I do if people are underperforming? And those are things that sort of sit in the back of my head um, as well. And, and much like Andrea, I was not an administrative guru either. Uh, and there was yeah. a lot of patience and, and understanding and learning there as well. Uh, but at the same time, Monica, out of the box thinker, uh, she sent me, and I moved to uh, New York for about a year, and then I went to Raleigh, North Carolina, for a little bit, all because we just had a couple wacky ideas together and we wanted to try some stuff. So, very cool. It was Sounds a, a like really, fun. a really fun start to that chapter of my career and having a, a lead like that.
3: Coincidentally, Monica's also my work wife because we've worked together for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. You can That's feel you the like close knit. Yeah, <laughs> we should have had her on here too. Right? Yeah, would have like been that. a
2: disaster.
0: No. <laughs> you're definitely gonna have to share the podcast with all these people that yeah. you're exactly. like hyping up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, of parting words. We're giving you your your soapbox. Stand up. What's What's exciting? What's coming up? What are you excited for in the next year? The next couple months at Avenade? What's What's going on?
2: Sure. I'll I'll start with Halifax, and then Andrea can sort of take the the bird's eye view of Avenade. um good. We're growing like crazy here. So our group in Halifax, in, the, in our North American engineering hubs, we service accounts and clients all across North America. So we have a wide variety and range of projects, different technology stacks, everything from data and AI and machine learning to you know backend development to front end and mobile apps. And there's so many different cool things we're doing for some really impressive big clients. Uh, and using some fun emerging technology along the way as well, uh, I'm super excited to see our team continue to grow and continue to hire and and turn into uh, a force. I'm kind of secretly competing with our Toronto and Vancouver offices. <laughs> I want to <laughs> surpass them and and grow in in a big way. Uh, we have some really amazing partnerships with um, with some of the institutions here, so I'm I'm looking forward to continuing to see the people come in and grow mm-hmm. and give back. Uh, i we've given a bit of a uh, an opportunity to some of our people to engage in things like the social committee, and you know, I'm going axe throwing next week with my team, and nice. we're going with another, <laughs> yeah. another startup that is uh, sitting next to us. We actually were in the pier uh, down on the port, okay. so we have a very cool office space. Um, my dog comes into the office every uh, every Amazing. day, which is always fun. <laughs> um, so just the growth and the opportunities and the fun things and the dinners and and the axes and all the good stuff mm-hmm. that's coming, I think. I think it's very exciting for Halifax, for Nova Scotia, and for our engineering hubs as a whole as we continue to bring in new clients and new projects. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking to see the new faces come in as well.
0: Very exciting. What kind of talent are you looking for?
2: A lot, uh, a lot of software engineering, a lot of tech talent. Um, we also do a lot of space and delivery, so uh, Scrum and business analysts and product owners, but the, the bulk of it is uh, sort of those technology stack, software engineers and developers that I mentioned. Very cool.
0: Okay. All right. Andrea, what about in Toronto? So I think I don't know. Work is just really fun right
3: now for me. I feel like we're just doing a lot of really interesting, cutting edge things in in for our people at Avanade. Um, some of the things that I was mentioning from a from an IND perspective, from a well being perspective, corporate citizenship. So I'm just really having a good time, and you know, looking forward to like unleashing some of these big initiatives over the next couple months and. Um, you know just seeing how they land and how and you know just making sure that Avonod continues to be, you know, a place where people want, people want to come to every day.
2: Yeah, I think want to come to every day is is the key because we mm-hmm. we don't make them. We're very flexible like I said. They don't have to mm-hmm. come into the office, but we want them to want to come into the office. So I think that's uh that's a big piece and and it's what I'm seeing here. We you know, we've we've definitely hired some people who are they are happy to uh, stay home in their in their homes and, and code away or, or contribute on their f- client phone calls. And then we have people who come in every day into the office because they get to eat lunch together and they get to, uh, you know, see if your, they dog. See your see, dog. See your <laughs> dog. I going to say the same thing. A golden retriever always helps the kids. Yeah, I was yeah. For sure. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come visit. <laughs> we're just up the street. so. Perfect.
1: <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing amazing things and we're so happy that you're here in Nova Scotia as well.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks. Everyone, everyone in the entire province is the best host I've ever met, so it's good.
1: Oh, love <laughs> true to <that>. testimony <laughs> to the mayor times. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure having you on, having you join us virtually, Andrea. Thank you.
2: This was fun. Thanks for having yeah, us.
1: Yeah, it was great. Nice to see you, Matt.
2: Yeah, you too. You look good. <laughs> yeah, you look. <laughs>
1: Thanks for tuning in to All Hands On Tech. Interested in learning more? Visit us on our website at www.digitalnovascotia.com. We'll see you next time. This has been
2: a Podstarter
1: production. A pod starter production.